It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Yeah This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The podcast We back Back in the building Back in the air canal Back in your speakers right here, you know, after another week, second week of the second month of Black History Year. How you feeling? (laughs) Ah, man, I wasn't ready. Uh, Yeah, I'm feeling great. Black History Year. Yeah. Fuck it. We're taking it. Second week of the second month. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. It is. Trying to make some black history myself, shit. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I hear that shit. Got any any, uh, any shit cracking? Anything you're excited about black history-wise? I mean, just the stuff we've talked about. We've talked about most of my stuff here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, all of that is cracking off. So, Um, I'm just, you know, looking forward to the the future. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that I'm, you know, leaving New York anytime soon, but seem like my Uh-oh. wife want to. <laughs> so that might be some step. some type of hybrid might be in the works. That sounds so. like step one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, once your once your once your lady start looking for a house, it's over. Yeah, because that means <laughs> we looking for a house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I I remember when we when we first when we started looking for the house our first house right, uh-huh. and it was like yeah we just go ride around and look that's when when um, open house porn was the, all of the rage, you know mm. two thousand early two thousands and open houses had lines out the door and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Guess the guess the interest rates was low. I ain't know no better. I didn't know what was going on. It's just a lot of people looked like they was trying to buy houses. I just thought mm-hmm. that's how it went. <clears throat> but she was like, let's just look. Let's just look. Shit. That looking turned into a full-time job, boy. And, yeah. and then it was like, we we went ahead and did it. But if it was me, I wouldn't have did it on my own like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like at that time, I needed a little push in that direction. I was like, well, why don't we just get a little condo or something? You know what I'm saying? It's just us. But that, you know what I'm saying, that move, you know what I mean, probably was one of the best moves I made that, you know, under her lead of <laughs> this is what we need to do. Right. So, Shout out to women with vision. Shout out yeah, to man. women with vision and, you know, a lifestyle to uphold. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, like, how long was that process uh, from the beginning, from just looking, browsing, to closing? How long did that shit take? Shit, you know, at that time, there was a lot of bidding wars in New York. So, it took about a, it took about a, almost a year, like maybe nine months. So, from the time we started looking, we actually went into contract maybe, you know, we we lost, we got outbidded on like three houses and then we went in the contract on the one that we got. But from the time we signed the contract to the time we closed, it was, you know what I'm saying, it was probably like six months. Mm. And it was like always something, always the next thing and the next thing. And um, 
because we was doing a first time homeowners type of situation, it's a lot of lot more requirements that need to be you know in place. And then what happened was the lady who was selling us the house she realized the market was going up really fast. You know what I'm saying? So she felt like she 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 cheated herself. So she wanted to she wanted to fucking get out the deal. But right, right. You know what I'm saying? It was already locked and rolling. Mm. So Yeah. She sold she too like, early. She was like, yeah. damn. You know what I'm saying? For uh, for too too cheap, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, cause when I seen it, I was like, ooh, hey, that's the that's the right price. You know what right. I'm saying? And then, so I think after she signed the contract, she's like, shit. Mm-hmm. This shit is moving fast. Got me. I should have just held out. I should have held out. I felt that on a sneaker transaction, not on the house <laughs> level. So I could just only imagine. I can only imagine. <laughs> I've had that on sneakers and stock. Well, mm-hmm. I, I might have sold a little too early. Then I kept going back and looking at the market. It was like, ah. You know, that's... <laughs> That's rule number one. Don't look at the market after you done closed. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you might have your feelings hurt. Mm. Yeah. That's what's up, man. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? It's funny that you said uh, open house porn. I was watching um, Saturday Night Live uh, mm-hmm. this past weekend, and they had this sketch. Uh, it was like, you know, I'm in my late thirties. So, uh, you know, you know, in your late thirties, we don't really have sex anymore. You know what I mean? We just kind of, we just, we lay up and, uh, we do something different. We crack open Zillow (laughs) and it's like this real, like, (laughs) it's like this real, like, you know, sensual type of ad. We get on Zillow and it's like, oh no, this has a backyard. Look at this big backyard, you know, shit like that. And they, they hey. basically, yeah, and get it off. I be playing the Zillow. <laughs> yeah, man. Now that Zillow, that's that's the porn hub for domestication. Mm. But uh, and I laughed. I thought it was hilarious when I watched it. But then uh, it turns out it was a little bit of controversy because a comedian, uh, Tad Alexandro, has a very, very, very similar joke. So oh. yeah, so that kind of became a little kerfuffle on the on the. Uh, Comedy timeline, Twitter timeline, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you kind of maybe chalk it up to parallel thinking. That's what they say sometimes, quote unquote. Wow. But uh, who knows? But, uh, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even want to jump all the way in that. It's always nasty when that happens. You know, we try to, try to give the benefit of the doubt, especially when you mm-hmm. know people on both sides of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there's great minds on both sides. So you try not to get too deep into the fray, but that just reminded me when you said open house porn, that sketch that I saw this week, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That Zillow, that Zillow is a, is a, you know what I'm saying? It's a grown folk pastime for real. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you yeah. be, you be judging what you got versus what you could get. You know what I'm right. saying? But shit, if I sold this motherfucker, yeah, I guess it's not Pornhub. It's more like it's almost it's Pornhub. It starts off as like Pornhub, but then it it ends up like uh like uh what's one of them dating apps? You know what I'm saying? Like Tinder, right? Tinder for right. domestication. You can be like, shit, I'm gonna swipe right on this house. I'm 
So I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, they was like, yeah, contact the agent. And then they contacted the agent. And the agent was like, hey, this is Fran. Like, real frantic agent shit. And it kind of took them out of it. You know what I mean? Like, it was mm-hmm. like, ah, it kind of, you know. <laughs> Another thing about Zillow is there's so much information mm-hmm. that, um, you know, another Zillow joke, this is from way back, though. Um, my man Hannibal, Hannibal Barris, used to have a joke talking about, uh, you know, how he used to just go on Zillow and look up the cost of people's houses, you know, because he was mm-hmm. trying to buy a house at one point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he said he'd go to people's houses and say, yo, you got a nice house, man. How much you pay for it? He said, when people be real gun shy, reluctant to say it, he said, I bet. Just give me a second. I'm about to go on Zillow. <laughs> And get this information, and then I'll be leading this conversation. Yeah, That's that fucked up. <laughs> That's yeah, terrible. man. But it de- it terrible. definitely has it out there in the world. I mean, it's out mean? there for real. I mean, all that stuff mm-hmm. is out there. It, when we when we started looking, uh, it's like a tool had just came on the scene that helped you do that. It was Property Shark, and they still around, mm-hmm. but they went with a different model. It's like they kind of like they missed the whole Zillow wave. Because they went with like a, you know, subscription, pay a hundred dollars to, you know what I'm saying, to be like a professional hundred dollars right. a month or some shit to be a professional user and all that kind of shit. But they had they 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 even have like detailed shit about your shit. You know what I'm saying? Names of who owned that shit, who was the previous owner. Like Zillow just give you numbers. Like property right. shark, it go deep. <laughs> it give you backstory. Yeah, they was beefing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's they, like you know, but they was the only ones. It was like that was like new. You talking two thousand? What was this? Two three? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it was right. just like that was just like a tool because it wasn't a whole lot of online information, and mm-hmm. and and back then, like the online ads for homes and shit was kind of fuzzy looking. You know, it was a, you know, it wasn't no high resolution pictures and shit like that. It was it was the beginning. Right. So you had Property Shark and Corcoran was the like the they were like the leaders in that digital shit, making mm-hmm, it look mm-hmm. pretty. They was making right. it look pretty but expensive. <laughs> yeah, they're getting paid for that info. Leaders uh, of gentrification. Mm, old Barbara Corcoran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um speaking of that, well, stepping further than just uh buying homes and things. Uh, more in line with the uh, <clears throat> the nature of transparency, right? You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of talk. You know, just just you know, jumping from, oh, I know how much this cat paid for his house. I know how much his house is worth. That and the other mm-hmm. thing, there's been conversation for at least a couple years about, you know, salary transparency. You know, mm-hmm. there's always been uh, there's always been this kind of Cryptic, mind your business, you know, play your cards close to your chest about what you make. Don't mm-hmm. really tell nobody. But then there's also the other side of the, the argument that says that, uh, you know, salary transparency will probably help the market. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because there's a lot of people that are getting got, you know, and they don't they don't realize that they could have probably got way more, especially if they had known exactly how much their peers were getting. But there's so much tied to, you know, pay, you know, because pay is pay is also seen as worth, 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's a valuation. It's not just a, 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 a payment standard. It's more like it's kind of internalized. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you tell somebody, yo, you know, I got X amount of money for the gig. They be like, oh, that's all you got? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, you know, it was a meme going around with Ashanti and Keisha Cole at the Versus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, Keisha Cole or Ashanti, Keisha Cole was like, I ain't get no check from Ciroc. And Ashanti was like, you ain't get a check from Ciroc? I did, you know. <laughs> And it was, it was, it's the moment you hate to, you know, you never want to have that moment because it's such right. a vulnerable moment. Like, damn, ah, my business right. was off or I, I could have got more. Right. But, um, you know, what do you think about that? Where do you stand on um, salary transparency? Well, <clears throat> I mean, in, in the closed group of what it is that you're doing, say if it's a movie and, um, I forget the legal term that you most favorite nations and shit like that, shit like that, where, right, you know, you're saying, you know, if anybody's getting paid above this, I need to get paid above this as well, that type of shit. So in those environments like that, um, I, I, I don't know where I because you know what I'm saying I, I'm not really, I haven't really thought about that. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know my philosophy is always you are what you negotiate. And if you negotiate your terms and then you need to be okay with your terms, you know what I mean? It's just, it could be more information on educating yourself on what certain things pay and how you can get your value there. And that's, that's a, that's the type of thing that you need to be doing anyway. Um, I think, what is it? The site indeed, they do some type of, they do some stuff where they, they, uh, they poll different people about certain jobs and then they, they get an average of what this job pays. But mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just as far as everybody open to see what you make, I don't really, I ain't really with that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Cause then it's like, you know, just like somebody looking up your house, like, Oh shit, this nigga made motherfucking shit. You know what I'm saying? And then it's, you're, being approached that way or you're being, you know what I'm saying, taxed that way. And it might not be the case. You know what I mean? You might have made certain things and you had certain expenses that went up with what you made. So mm-hmm. I I think as far as industry-wide, you know, and certain, ins- like, like say a film or, you know, projects or, you know what I mean, and you freelancing in a certain department, there should be, you know, certain rates that, a range of rates where you fall, but as far as a personal transparency, nah, I ain't with that. Mm. <laughs> Happen in this house, that. stay in this house. Everybody business ain't nobody business. Right. <laughs> well, do you discuss pay with anybody? Like when you're trying, when you're uh, negotiating, do you have anybody that you know you trust outside of your house that's in your industry that you say, yo? You know, they hit me with such and such, or this was the offer. What do you think, mm-hmm. or do you just kind of go off your own gut? Well, sometimes, you know, you go off what you know the value of what you're doing. I know sometimes it's like, say, I might get a a, a project to shoot some shit, right? I know for mm-hmm. a fact that it's, it's people that charge a whole lot more than what I'm being offered. You know what I'm saying? To do right. certain things. But then at a certain point in the game, shit, 
even still, I ain't never made this amount. So let me go ahead and get it. And then, you know what I'm saying? I could act accordingly from there. You know, so once I've done projects with other companies and I'm seeing what they're charging for the same type of shit that I'm actually doing on my own, but I'm doing it for them this time. It's like, wow, shit, y'all asking 300000 for this? That is crazy. But right. it's eye-opening. But then at the same time, those those setups be a lot different too. So it's like, you know, they they paying workers' comp, unemployment insurance, uh, a lot of different things that I don't really get into on certain jobs because, you know, it ain't. I ain't really built like I ain't got. I'm not holding employees like that. I'm I'm bringing in the team as we go. So, right. you know what I mean. It's just a different setup. So I don't really trip off. They made three hundred thousand off of this, and I might have charged a hundred and twenty five because you know that's just what it is. I'd rather have less of the headache and bring in more of the profit. So it's just you know. It's, it's you know as you grow you set your business up the way you need to set it up my business for a long time had been set up one to save my fucking life you know what i'm saying and two it was you know what i'm saying okay once i got it going then you say all right i'm out of survival mode let me get into a structured way i'm doing things and i'm gonna hold my clients to a higher standard and then I'm going to hold my work to a higher standard. Then there's the next level. Let me corporatize what I'm doing and really get it all done and have employees and, and unemployment insurance and workers comp and all that. So right. you had to decide where you at. You can't do it on the, you can't do it from one level, but then want this level price. You could try it, but then, you know, you, you got to, you, Work it out from there. You know, you could try anything out here. That's the thing with the world. You can ask for whatever the fuck you want. If you find right. somebody to go for it, then that's what it is. You know what that's your rate. That's yeah. your rate. So as you are what you negotiate. Right. So. Right. A lot of times we hold ourselves back. And for sure. We, we undervalue ourselves a lot of times. So you go in thinking about what you need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need, you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? I, I need right. about 50 grand. You good? I'm good. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But if yeah. you were more patient and, and more deliberate in your, your negotiation, you probably could have got 150. Yeah. That sting when you find out, when you find out that information later, you'd be, you'd be sick like that, like that old homeowner you dealt with. Right. Um, but, I, I try not to be sick about nothing that I agree to. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like, if I agree to it, I'm going to go ahead and do it. You know? Right. Um, right. But then you know next time not to do that shit. Because no matter if it's a free job or a $300,000 job, the motherfucker's still going to want the same results. You know what I'm saying? So if you accept it at the lowest scale, just expect that motherfucker to... to, to approach that shit like you like they paid millions of dollars right. <laughs> you like motherfucking shit this nigga I shouldn't have even took this but you should have you shouldn't have but you did you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. yeah. so 
You got to get to the other side of it, and then, you know, you learn not to do shit like that no more. Yeah. You learn. You definitely learn, and you got to, and hopefully, hopefully you, you, uh, you hold it close. Cause mm-hmm. that sting could be that sting. Like you, sometimes you gotta, you gotta take the L as a lesson, but hold that lesson close because, you know, I think a lot of times, uh, with many people, even with myself, and I had to really, uh, check myself. You could, you could take a lot of that personal, you mm-hmm. know, you could kind of, uh, like you said, sometimes you could be looking at it for what you need as opposed to what you should ask for mm-hmm. or sometimes not even uh, <clears throat> not even fathoming, not even being able to fathom what is available to you, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's been a couple times in my career where, you know, I took, well, I don't say I took, I agreed to less than I probably could have gotten. And you know it's one to grow on. You're like ah, you know what I mean. But you, you grow on it. It's like a, it's like a shoe that's too tight. You didn't bought it. You walked out the store. Well, you got to keep walking. You got to keep stepping. You got to get your get your Patrick Mahomes on. Your foot gonna be it's gonna be in trouble. But anyway, in trouble. In trouble. We're gonna talk about that a little bit. But um, you know, I I will say this f- coming from like. The corporate or the corporate slash entertainment industry, music industry, publishing industry, you know what I mean? Where it's a lot of like industry ass people, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Where it's a lot of like uh front end and persona and you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot uh it's a lot less well, at least back then, it was a lot less transparency. It was a lot of um, I gotta, I gotta play the role. I can't let you know what I'm really working with. I gotta, I gotta sell you a dream. It's a facade. You never know what's going on. It's very cloudy. You know yeah. what I mean? To when I moved into uh, the comedy realm and and even like film and TV, things became a lot more transparent and a lot. Um, and a lot less personal, you know, right. like initially I remember, first off, I remember when I first started doing comedy, um, I, uh, I never knew when to charge, when to mm-hmm. start charging, you know what I mean? And I remember, uh, <laughs> I'll never forget what grandmother said to me one day. She said, uh, <laughs> and I don't think she was being shady. You know, it was just hilarious. And it was so real, though. But uh, she was like, um, she said, uh, I forget exactly how it went down. But she was like, so you still volunteering? <laughs> <laughs> and and it, was, it, was, it was some super truth to it. It wasn't even a little bit of truth. It was 100% truth. I was so eager to you know, quote unquote, make my name or make my bones in the game or, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Uh, yeah, like just, you know what I mean? Make a name for yourself, pay your dues type shit <laughs> that, uh, you know, I was like, now nah, I want to get good before I really start asking, you know what I'm saying? Start 
even bringing that conversation up. You know, when you first start, it's very much, oftentimes when you first start doing comedy, you pay to do comedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you'll go to open mics, you got to buy a drink, or you got to pay up to $5, maybe 10 I don't know what it is now, maybe even $10 or something like that, just to get four to five minutes on stage, you know? So, or you have to do, you don't have to, but or... You'll do bringer shows where you need to bring 10 people to get a spot on the show, which is, you know, you brought 10 people out that paid $15. You just made them $150 that you're not going to see no parts of it. And you're getting just a little bit of stage time that is, you know, couched in the context of the bringers. You know what I mean? (laughs) These are not pro comics. These are the the comics that, you know what I mean? And then what would happen is you playing in front of a stacked audience oftentimes. So sometimes people bring their crowd and their crowd fall back until their person is up. So the crowd is not really a crowd. It's just a bunch mm. of little factions, you know, <laughs> and uh, that could be super frustrating. Cause you, you know, you, you, you love it and you working hard at it. Like any other job that you, especially probably harder than your regular job. Cause there's a passion there, you know, there's the desire to be great. The desire to advance. You really put in your, best foot forward you know what i'm saying if you mm-hmm. if you trying to create a career so there's often and you know if you're all in you know you might not really be making no money you might have a little side job but that side job ain't really nothing and you trying to you know you're trying to see oh is there gonna be any traction coming on blah 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 whatever whatever so you go through a lot of that type of thing mm-hmm. um i think my first thing I saw early, I wasn't really with the, um, I would do the open mics a little bit, you know, if I could budget in. There were free open mics, and, you know, if you were funny, then, you know what I mean, you might get a, you might not have to pay no more, you know what I mean? You you do certain rooms, and it's not an open mic, but it's like the New Jack section. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to pay, but again, you're being presented in the way of, these are new comics, da-da-da-da-da, so the crowd is already kind of looking at you with the, you know what I mean, like the smirk, you know, got your your face all twisted up, like, yo, who are these cats? You know what I mean? Like, they try to justify your worth. But anyway, <laughs> um, so you, but uh, initially, or soon, I peeped the, the hustle, you know, because I did... I did have to remind myself, yo, dog, you used to work in marketing. You used to work in advertising. You used to work in sales. You know mm-hmm. how to sell things. You know how to brand things. You know how to make some money. You know how to go mm-hmm. get some money. And you see you see the jig over here. You know, so that was like, well, damn, if I'm paying, if, I'm, if this person's asking me to bring 10 people to get five minutes on their show, if I approach a club that I could bring 10 people. Cause a lot of these clubs, especially like, you know, that's how comedy on the hump started mm-hmm. on a Wednesday. If you got, I think it might've been as little as eight people, you could have a show. So 10 people, you definitely could have a show and you could have even more. And if those people paid, that's all coming to you and that's your show. So now you get as much time as you could program for yourself. Plus mm-hmm. you could give opportunities to other comedians and now you are a producer. Right. Now you somebody that's putting people in position. You know what I'm right. saying? You know, you you start to see, oh, okay, you could get your worth. But still, even in that, that could be your own ecosystem. And that happens a lot where comedians are just, 
basically what they call trading spots. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'll do a spot on your show, you do a spot on my show. So it might not even be much money or you just the money's going back and forth, but it's not yielding nothing. It's not scaling, mm-hmm. you know? And it's still basically a developing comedian scene, which is great, which is good energy. These are your peers and it's all of that, but sometimes you like, you know, this ain't this ain't feeding me. You know what I mean? So then <laughs> I, you know, you're still pondering at what point, because, you know, you're doing the New Jack section and you rocking and then you start to become a popular New Jack, but you're still within the New Jack section. Nobody talked to you about no real money yet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I remember, I remember uh, interviewing Tracy Morgan. Shout out to Tracy Morgan. I interviewed Tracy Morgan at the, like, at the, the beginning, towards the beginning of my career. So... I'm interviewing him, but I'm I'm grilling him. I'm trying to find out, like, you know, this is more than just what's going on, what you got coming, tell me about the movie. Nah, I need to know, yo, let me ask you this. You know what I mean? It's just like, as profound as my, my grandmother's word was, um, I said, uh, yo, when do you start, when do you start making money? Like, when do you start asking for money? He was like, you know, in Tracy Morgan fashion, he was like, nigga, <laughs> what that nigga said to me, and I can't remember because I used to listen to this interview all the time. He was like, nigga, is you a fucking slave? <laughs> Some shit like that. I said, nah. He said, nigga, if you working, you get money, nigga, get paid, nigga. He was like, matter of fact, I dare you to go get paid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how he hit me with that shit. I was like, nigga, say no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So then, then my shit used to be, yo, what's your budget? And I remember, mm-hmm. I remember the first time saying that shit. I had to really, you know, it's a difference when you say it from your chest and when you just say it from <laughs> the back of your the back of your throat. It ain't as much confidence. You know what I mean? On the first few throws, it's not coming through ninety miles an hour. This shit barely over the plate. Uh what's the what's the budget? You know, and then sometimes motherfuckers can hear the reluctance in your voice and they they just they challenge it. Budget? Come on, fat budget. So then you gotta start saying, I'm good. You know, mm-hmm. now you gotta they gotta have a little little Little, little standoff situation. The so away. then after, yeah, the walk away. Say, all right, well, fuck it. Then let me step off. Let me continue to invest in what I got, what I could control. So then after a while, things start to turn or whatever. But um, beyond that, that's the early stuff. But beyond that, just to say this, um, like comedy is so gig-based that, you know, it's really the gig. It's nothing personal. It's not like, I'm Damien from the fucking Tampa Improv. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm Damien. I'm doing a weekend at the Tampa Improv. I'm probably going to hit up a couple of friends of mine. Yo, have you ever played the Improv? You know what I'm saying? Or I got mm-hmm. an offer from the Improv. What did they hit you for when you did your weekend? What you get? Oh, I got that's just such. Oh, really? You know, and then mm-hmm. that you you know obviously you got to take a few things in perspective. Like you know, are you a draw? Yeah, a few things in consideration. Are you a draw? Because if you ain't a draw, then you probably can't. You have credits. Are you on TV? You know what I mean? There's certain things that you got to take into consideration. But if this is somebody that's your peer and y'all matched on the same thing, then that intel is great to have. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Say, hey, man, send that back. See if we can get this. You know what I mean? It's a little bit more of an informed situation. I learned that early. I learned um, a friend of mine. Uh, was like, 
you know, uh, first of all, let them make the offer. You know what I'm saying? Like when they say, yo, what you want, what you need, you know, if you can allow them to make the offer first. But if, and then if they, if they say, nah, well, tell me what you want, always start high. Don't mm-hmm. never give a range. <laughs> My mm-hmm. man told me that. He was like, you give a range, they're going to give you the bottom half of the range every time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, five to 10, they be like, all right, we're going to give you five for the week. You're like, ah, oh, shit, you know? So mm-hmm. just, but just remind yourself and stay consistent to that. And, um, you know, have a rate, have an actual rate that you, you know, that you go for. Like you say, hey, this is what it is and be willing to walk away, you know? Right. But then, but then, you know, lastly, like just when it comes to like the film and stuff, if you get into a union or a guild, then that's also cool because then there's a scale, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Then it's like, it's damn near illegal for them to hit you with this if it's a sanctioned production. If it's a union job, then you're going to get the union, you know, fee or whatever, whatever. But, you know, uh, I like the transparency of it. Obviously, it can definitely be a uh, an uncomfortable situation. But I think, you know, for the most part, I think I am... Um, Pro transparency, but I'm not gonna lie. When somebody just asks you direct, yo, how much you made from that? <laughs> It'll right. make me shudder. I think you gotta couch that question a little bit. You gotta ease that question. You gotta. There's gotta be some context. Hey, listen, I got an offer from such and such. Have you ever da 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 da? da you know what I mean? Right. Rather than just the 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 interrogation. You know that mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really like all that. I'm still but. about the shroud. Yeah. Keep the curtains closed, nigga. It was VIPs well, only. You know what I'm saying? Members only over <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You, know you figure it out. Shit. You figure it out. You yeah, good. I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> like Ooh. I said, if it's if it's if it's like a movie, if it's like projects where, you know, and and it's this particular one thing, that's cool. But like if somebody say, you know what I'm saying, put your goddamn salary on the <laughs> internet every every dime you make, you gotta be transparent about it. That's uh, oh yeah no no that's 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 a little much that every you know that'd I mean? have to be standardized that can't be the right. first one out there with that yeah no right. no nah, no nah, nah, I, I don't think nobody gonna be with that shit yeah they trying to there was a there was a thing online you know every so often it, it pops off like there was some people tweeting about it online like yo particularly I think it was um amongst writers and uh, I'm not sure which writer kicked it off. But um, I remember writers like, yo, um, tweet how much you make as a writer or tweet how much you make per whatever, whatever. Or tweet how much you and like people was actually putting that shit out there. And it was, you know, it was an effort, I guess, to kind of, you know, you know, uh, equal pay parity. You know what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. people kind of know. Yo, you know what I mean? Particularly like women, you know, or minority, you know what I mean? People know, oh, this is what's going on out there. This is, oh, wow. For the same job I've been doing, I've been getting, I've been getting 40% of that quote. Damn, that's good to know. All right, well, I'm going to ask for more, you know, and whether you get it or not is a whole nother thing, but sometimes it's, you know, it's good to, to kind of know the deal, to be informed with your, with your pitch. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man, because, man, it's so many deals. It's so much, you know what I'm saying? The thing about, about that shit is, is 
people get paid all kind of ways for all kind of reasons. You know what I mean? And and the thing about getting paid what you want and what you're worth is about positioning yourself and and getting your your thing in the right place for what you want. You know what I'm saying? So there's people out here that that have less talent, but they got more, better positioning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's people that have a bigger audience, so they get paid more. It's people that, you know what I mean, that that know how to sell, that know how to put right. the team together that makes it go, and they get paid more. You know what I'm saying? It's in Hollywood, it's actors that put asses in the seats. It's people that people come see. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's talented people that people don't come see. I've once took an artist on a little tour, and mm-hmm. and um, he was a popular artist. People love him. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like they love him. He had a movie out. You know what I'm saying? It was <laughs> going alongside this movie, but people didn't want to be in the club with him. That's what I found out in hindsight right. after I done invested this money that people love him, but they don't want to be in the club with him. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. it's like, ah, you know, what I mean? he's like nobody wants to party with him. So it's mm-hmm. so when you see rappers that position themselves as like the club type of music and the and the, you know what I'm saying they got that whole fun shui. Mm-hmm. People want to party with them. People want to be out there. People want to see a nigga throw some money in the air or pop all the bottles. And you know what I'm saying? They want to see that shit. Yeah. So. That's the environment for that shit. That's why Ciroc was so perfect for somebody like Puff because he was in the club. He was a party person. You know what I'm saying? His table had drinks. And so for him to add his own drink to it was very endemic to his brand. You know what I'm saying? You can't take, you know what I'm saying, somebody whose brand is not even, has nothing to do with partying. He's just old intellectual Mm -hmm. and put him in the Mm -hmm. club and think it's going to always work. That shit did right. not work. You ain't I even want to be a, in the club. I with wish that it person. was some parody. I wish it was some transparency there. Like, yeah, right. if you're putting right. them in the club, then you shouldn't pay this nigga more than two grand. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm sure there's somebody with that information. You just had to know who to ask. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. I tell you that, you know, there's people that talk about a win, but there's a lot of people that talk about a loss too. Mm-hmm. To whoever's listening. You know what I mean? I'll tell you one thing. Don't you fuck with this motherfucker over here. Not like um, that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. So. I will say, I mean, I always stick to, you know, you you only entitled to what you can negotiate at right. the end of the day, you know. Right. But, uh, you know, more information could get that. That could help your cause. Right. And then, and also, you know, sometimes you just, you don't know. and But you know that you got some hot shit. And right. and if you feel like your shit is bubbling, then you're gonna mm-hmm. ask for what you ask for. And sometimes people ask for stuff and you be like, Man, you knew you know, but it works because they don't have the whole thing of, well, I shouldn't be getting paid this because people have worked for free a bunch of years. Nah, they like shit, my shit hot. Pay me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Heat saying? Heat check. Exactly. Yeah. And if you got hot shit, then that you should approach it in a way of you put your own value to your thing. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, rappers like when Master P came said, I only got a distribution deal. You know what I'm saying? I do my own marketing. I'm only giving them 15%. Yeah, but he could do that. Master P had already owned a record store. He actually knew how to sell shit. You know what I'm saying? 
he actually knew his consumer and he's actually moving units. But then there's people who come in, ain't never made nothing. They just in the house making music and saying, nah, nah, shit, I ain't going to be no slave. I just won't, you know what I'm saying? And you ain't got no audience to even make that claim. But then you got somebody that's just hot. He got one hot ass record. That shit hot as fish grease. And it is cracking. This happened every year. That it be that one rapper with that hot record in that one city, and it's going. And right now, it's just like it could be on the internet, and it's going. Then you should ask for whatever the fuck you should ask for, man. Whatever you can come up with, you know what I'm saying? Because people going to want a piece of it if it's already working. Because it's hard to make something work. So if you got something that's already working, they'd rather put the money into that than to try to make something up. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking about this, too. You know, we had our conversation about <clears throat> the outside, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we talked about how the Super Bowl was going to be the beta test for it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to your point about heat, mm-hmm. I think a metric of heat right now is how many people show up unmasked to see you perform in the club. Because that's <laughs> even, that's an extreme fan. That's that is not a casual fan. That is somebody that is risking, you know, death on a certain level to come hear that record. So right. if you got some some B roll or some footage of that, I think there's a premium right. there. I think that's unmasked content. That's like right. the explicit version. Right. Yeah, but you know, being in Atlanta, I see niggas risk it all for you know what I'm saying? They ain't gotta be extreme fans. They just wanna right. be outside. They do not want they, they want to just be outside. They want to get to it. You know what I'm saying? It's some people that's that's doing it because this is their livelihood. You know what I'm saying? Right. Outside is their livelihood. And there's a lot of people in Atlanta who shit outside is is how they make their bread. You know what, right. what I'm saying? Uh and so they just they just out there. Some people, you know what I'm saying, just wanna be on the scene. They don't want to be cooped up. Um, but you know, it's it's that's the thing about this COVID shit, man. And um, it's like, we about, what, a year in almost? It's a year since the first motherfucker died. Not motherfucker, but first person. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You I was don't just, do them like that. No, it wasn't personal. No, I, I was know, just I talking know. as, you know what I'm saying, as a conversationalist. Just, gotcha, you know gotcha, gotcha. Me, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you talking with your homie. I know this shit hit the internet. Uh-huh. And you're like, that motherfucker called the victims of COVID a motherfucker. So insensitive. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I don't want to seem insensitive or tone deaf. I, I, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But no, that's the first, been a year since the first death. Yep. Yes, yeah, first death, you know, one year. And it don't look like this shit is going to be over no time motherfucker soon. You know what I'm saying? Because the numbers is as high as they ever been. And, and, you know, you got the vaccine out there, but that shit don't look like that's moving fast on protecting nothing. So it's like now we got, you know, you like for myself, it's you got to make hard decisions on on what you're going to do with yourself, you know what I'm saying? And how you going to move. Like, you know, for me, a lot of my business was outside, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you you shooting content with people in close quarters, you know what I'm saying? You shooting events for brands, you know, shooting. It's not a, you know what I mean? It's not a lot of of corporate shooting going on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you think, "Yeah, maybe a year to be back." But maybe not. 
You know what I'm saying? So now you got to make hard decisions on what you going to do. Are you going to sit back, wait it out, or are you going to just do some other new shit that's right now, right here, what you can do within this COVID shit and make yourself some bread? (laughs) And shit, sometimes you got to let it go. And I'm like, I'm of the, the thing of what I did before, that's old shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even on that no more. That's a whole long way away from here because it's a long way from it being back to the state that it was. So I can't even worry about that. I got a shit. I'm on I'm on some new shit now to to make my shit go from from the COVID. Yeah, man. It's definitely <clears throat> It's it's reaching depending on who you ask. It surpassed the threshold for a lot of people, you know, to uh, to sit idle or to be mm-hmm. idle. You know, at this point, you know, COVID is just context for certain people. You know, right. like it's kind of like it's like yeah, I know, I hear all of that, but but I gotta <laughs> figure out what I'm gonna do within all of this. It's just right. like you know, it's like. It's like living in a bad neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? You just got to mm-hmm. be diligent. You try. You obviously you don't want nothing bad to happen to you, but you got to live, you know? Right. And then on the other side of it, like, you know, not even just, you know, business-wise, uh, you know, just mentally, too, just being, you know, you know, it's a difference between uh, being still, and being, I don't want to say stagnant, but um, <clears throat> cooped up or being, because um, uh, it is still, it's, I mean, it's not willful, you know, it's, you have to find, you have to find the balance and you have to kind of challenge things because there's going to be some blowback on, on both sides of it. Whether you get COVID or you don't get COVID, there's going to be some, uh, you know, it's going to be some some blowback on both sides. It's going to be mm-hmm. a weird way in how you reacclimate. It's going to be, uh, you know, this being disconnected from a while or for a while, you know, like uh, isolation, you know, all of that type of thing, you know, uh <clears throat> You you know, hopefully you could live beyond it. And obviously the goal is to be as safe as you can. You know, mm-hmm. that should still be a concern. And the thing about this being a pandemic is, you know, the thing to keep in mind, even as much as you got to do what you got to do, you still want to protect yourself and protect others. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to, you don't want to be reckless but it's it's really striking that balance because yeah, it, things are not moving as fast as they could be, and it seems like I don't want to say, well, it don't really feel like the government is urgently concerned. You know what I mean? Like they, you know, like they they get a little something, you know, but it it's not like they all the way in tune. With the urgency or the necessity of mm-hmm. uh, the the you know the dire you know the dire uh, uh, you know basically how dire the situation is, 
And it's real. It's real. It's the, you know, it's definitely, um, it's something to, to challenge. You know what I'm saying? Like to challenge. I've had people since kind of like the beginning of the pandemic that, um, you know, their attitude was like, look, I'm just looking at it like if I get it, I just hope I'm healthy enough to beat it. You know what I mean? Like I, I got to right. move like that. I can't really move in fear. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't really like, I, you know, I, I there's respect there and I understand the, the, uh, the stakes, but at the same time, I got to do what I got to do. And if I get it, this is my plan for if I get it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And sometimes just having a plan can give you a little bit of um, a little bit more confidence, even if it's not the best plan. Sometimes just having a plan feel better than not having a plan. It's like having uh, having a knife in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? You might not be able to get to it in time, but you feel like, ah, right, I know I got something on me. You know what I'm saying? I know I got I got something for them. You know, and it might not go your way, but at least you got a little bit of wind at your back, or you got a little bit more intent in how you move. And uh, hell yeah, personally speaking, it's been a, it's 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 super tough, and I've been as of late challenging it more and more you know what i mean mm-hmm. like having to say yo nah man i kind of you know this situation is i gotta venture out you know what i'm saying i'm gonna be diligent about it i'm gonna I'm a double mask up or whatever whatever but you know duty calls you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and like you know I, not for everything but for for certain things for things that you know what nah this this is this is important and i to be totally honest Without getting super transparent, I, I, you know, there's points where I should have moved faster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and not within the confines of, you know, industry or nothing, but just in the confines of like, you know, just personal shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you just you gotta, you gotta just say, man, you know, fuck it, and not fuck it, you know. Not that in that way again, but just more like that's the context. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, all right, I get it. I see it. But to your point, some hard decisions need to be made. And let's let's still be diligent, but let's not just succumb to, I don't even want to say hysteria because I think that's reducing it. But like, again... Look, who am I waiting for? At some point, you know, like I, I'm for a while. I felt like, at, you know, I felt like somebody that was waiting for some, like the government to blow the whistle. Like, yo, we back, you know. But that's not. It's not going to be that clear. It's not. It's going to be evolving. It's not. You know, obviously, we see we see people are not. Some people are jumping on the vaccine. Some people are like, still, I'm a chill, mm-hmm. you know. And then you know, I I go through Instagram and all these other, you know platforms or whatever and you see the people that are just out in the world you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and it's like well i don't want to just watch life go by trying to you know you know sometimes you know I, you know it's uh it's, uh something i always gotta remind myself that uh 
I've said before, but I just got to remind myself that sometimes you could be so afraid to die that you're scared to live. Right. You know? Like, dog, this is a finite situation. Something going, you got to, you know, I remember a long time ago, a doctor told me, he's like, well, you got to die from something. <laughs> I, I didn't really, I didn't really want to hear that from the doctor, but it was, it was the truth. You're right. going to die from something. So, like, what we doing? You're going to stay on pause? You know, because there's people out here moving. We, You know, there's a thing of, there's obviously not a collective pause, you know, as ideal as we wanted it to be. That is not really the reality of the situation. And, you know, you could keep pointing at Atlanta or Florida <coughs> or whatever, but uh, look, it's everywhere. <laughs> people are out. People are out right. in the world. I mean, you right. know, so... How you feeling? What you where you stand on this? Well, again, I'm 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 getting to what I need to get to, and I'm trying to I'm restructuring my business and what I'm getting into and and where I'm hustling at and where I'm where I'm plotting my future. I'm I'm basing it on what's real. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times you could base a lot of things on what you think is ideal and what the perfect scenario should be you know but when you try when you when you really got to move it's what's happening right now and what's happening right now is that it's limited mobility out here because it is covid you know what i'm saying you can't do all what you used to do companies aren't executing a lot of things that you used to get paid to do so Okay, how can you get paid within what you got power over? You know what I'm saying? Within your comfortability of of moving around without exposing too much of yourself or the people around you. So mm-hmm. I'm just rethinking my whole shit as I have been this whole pandemic. But now it's really like, okay, what's the best way to move right here next two years, three years? Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I'm looking at it. I'm looking at what's real right now. Yeah. And, and that's all I could do. Cause I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit down and just fucking ball up in the fetal position and quit. Cause right. that shit ain't there for me how it used to be. Right. You know? And that's the I mean, again, I've been through this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> In a personal way, not in a global pandemic way, but I was about to say, all right. Nah, but like during the recession, right? Shit, I was basically like a nigga that was really affected. You know what I'm saying? I'm a nigga right. who had invested a whole lot into a business that was fucking dying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was like COVID for business. You know what I mean? And my business right. had that shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yo, that's hilarious. That's hilarious because that makes me ask the question: Is broke a communicable disease? <laughs> is that is that I is that like it ain't necessarily broke, but not being able to make is is very much communicable. Ask all the newspapers and media companies that went out of business around two thousand eight, nine, seven. Right. You know what I'm saying? Ask all right. the companies that 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 took hits and the people who were. In the real estate market that really took hits in the real estate crash. You know what I'm saying? All remember all the mortgage brokers and all them motherfuckers used to be around 2006. 
them niggas was extinct by 2008. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them because they were doing them subprime mortgages and that shit crashed. You know? Right. So <clears throat> I was affected in my business and I was affected in my mortgage. You know what I'm saying? So I had to sit on the sideline and figure that shit out and rebuild, restructure. So with this, it's not as hard and complicated to pivot because you like, oh no, I'm not finna lay down. Cause the worst the one thing you do I did learn within the recession is that it's not the recession that takes you out. It's the fear. Once you get punched in the mouth or once you lose, you like, oh, Lord, it's over. Oh, they coming for me. You know what I'm saying? You're looking out the window like Malcolm X, like they about to kick your dough in. But the reality is that ain't how it work. You know what I'm saying? The reality is, is that, yeah, you got a situation and you got a mountain of bills and, and all that shit, but stopping ain't going to help you. You know what I'm saying? Crying about it ain't going to help you. Balling up, taking a nap ain't going to help you. You got to get up and put one foot in front of the other and try to fix one problem at a time. Like, okay, I fixed that. Okay, I fixed that. And then as you're doing that, there's going to be new ones that's coming. It's like an avalanche of shit. Just, oh, shit, oh, shit. But having gone through that, this shit right here ain't shit because it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. I know none of these problems ain't going to kill me. That's one. The right. COVID might, but none of these financial shits ain't going to kill me at all. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not afraid of that. I'm going to move. I move forward. And and it never came to none of that, but that's just my attitude towards it. The whole world slowed down. I'm like, oh, I done seen this before. All right. Let me, let me think about how I need to approach life and what I didn't do. In the the first in the recession, I didn't go internally and think, "Hey man, how do you really want to handle this?" You know what I'm saying? I was always thinking like, "Oh shit, how they want me to handle this? What the papers say? What that what the mails say? And what the threats mm-hmm. on the phone say? You oh you can get kicked out of your shit, and you be like, oh lord, they gonna come kick me out my shit.' But that ain't how the shit work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you got you got time to fix shit before they could do that. You know what I'm saying? You got moves you can make to stop them from doing that shit. And right. once you start figuring it out, you're like, okay, ain't nothing they could do to me now. Like this this shit, okay, it slowed down. I just figure out another way to make some money. I figure out a whole another thing to do. I figure out how to move and within the the situation at hand because that's what you had to do then. And the recession, you just had to, at a certain point, after you get off the flow and stand up and be like, okay, goddamn, they ain't come yesterday. Let me go ahead and try to figure something out. Then you start figuring it out. And I, you know what I'm saying, it's almost like preparation for something like this because you've been through something and this is a new something but it's definitely not as bad because for 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 me personally because one everybody going through it at the same time you know what i'm saying it's not like you just it's just you cuz that's what it feel like when you going through a personal thing 
you feel like it's just you. But when the world going through it, you say, okay, then you see people doing the shit you did when you first got punched in the nose. Like, oh, shit, niggas is panicking. Like, damn, they shouldn't panic. And then you're able to help people. You're like, nah, don't worry. You know what I'm saying? You know, we'll do this, do that, blah, 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 blah. You know? And then, so you you could, re, you could remain in a certain state of calm because you've seen all of this before. And you've been through it. You've seen almost what the, could have been the worst of it. And at the worst of it, they can't really, they can't kill you. You know what I'm saying? Even if you if you fall all the way the fuck out and they put you out your shit, you ain't dead. You still got a brain, two hands, and two feet to make some moves. So that never happened to me. It never came to that. But that's what you feared would happen. And so you realize once you put them two feet, one, one, two, one, two, boom, boom, use your mind, and ha, ha, stay out there in the streets and start figuring out what's what. You could come up, I started a whole new shit, but based off of my knowledge of what I knew. And it saved me. Like I said, sometimes your, your business is saved. My house saved me. You know what I'm saying? Just having mm-hmm. that investment saved my life. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, when you got that, you got moves you can make. It ain't like renting and you ain't pay your rent and they just kick you out. It's like when you when you got equity and shit like that, you could make certain moves that saves your fucking life. And you always got moves you can make. So that's what I learned from going through it. It's always a move you can make. Well, I was going through the shit and the lawyer... You know what I'm saying? I called my lawyer. It was some moves being made that I felt like, shit, this might be it. And uh, I called the lawyer, and nobody answered. It was like, if it's an emergency, call this number. Like, all right, boom, I called the emergency number because it's shit. So the nigga ain't answer. I'm like, God damn, how are you not going to answer the emergency number? <laughs> you know right, right. This What's fucking- going on? <laughs> so I left, I left a message. The nigga called me back about two hours later. I'm like, God damn, nigga, you ain't in no rush, is you? So the nigga, the nigga phone rang. I answered the shit. And then I was like, hello? He was like, is your house on fire? I was like, no. He was like, is the marshal at the door? I was like, no. He was like, this, this is not an emergency. Mm. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, damn. And then he was like, until those two things happen, there's mm-hmm. always a move you can make. And I was right. like, word? That gave me a sense of calm to know that, okay, I ain't got to be stressing myself out every single day about every single letter that came to me. You know what I'm saying? And from there, I just built on that. And then I was, you know what I'm saying? Then you get up out the situation and you're like, oh, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I ain't worried about no COVID and no shutdown. I'm going to figure this shit out. That's real shit. That is that is uh that is for real. That's a sermon right there. No, it's for real. And it's no, it's 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 evergreen too. Like sometimes you gotta remind yourself. Sometimes you gotta remind yourself. Sometimes, you know, in that stillness, you know, in the midst of you know, worry or fear or hysteria if it goes that far, you gotta remind yourself, especially if you've been through some things before that you thought were the fire. You mm-hmm. thought was the emergency, and you got through it, 
it's funny that you could you could get through it and it could be a while until you get into another situation that resembles what you've been through that you could forget that you've been through something similar or even greater you know mm-hmm. and it might take a minute to um to for it to click you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying cuz it's presented in a way where this is new this is different or whatever whatever but you know to your point if you're not dead, you're still living. Right. You know, so you, stop walking around looking dead because it's uncomfortable. Because right. if you're still living and you got a motherfucking brain between your two shoulders, you could come up yeah. with something. You know what I'm saying? You can come yeah. up with something. You know what I mean? I know people, you know, they, 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 you know, it's a lot of people that do a lot of things. But if you look at somebody like, like, like scammers or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they be just doing all kind of shit. You know what I mean? Right. And it's crime. But the thought process of being able to make something out of nothing is something so that you can, you know what I'm saying, you could you could add to your your thing. Don't go do no crime, of course. Right. But right. if you think like like a like a con person or somebody like they always got a, another angle on your ass. You know what I'm saying? And right, right. and in business and in real life and legal shit and whatever, whatever you do in your life. There's always another move you could make every turn. Yeah. And and if you keep moving, you're going to hit that corner that opened the shit wide open for you. Like, oh, shit. If I had not a came around this corner, I wouldn't have never knew that this shit could open up like this. And it'd be that yeah. one thing that, that puts you back in the game ahead, way ahead of than, than what you ever been. And what I learned... Also, is that by moving, even when it was not bleak, it was bleak. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't promising. When I look back, I still made some of the best connections I ever made during the worst of times because you just moving. You ain't thinking about shit. You just like, okay, I got the motherfucking survive. And, and, but, you're using all the tools that you got. And once people understand that, oh, he's resourceful, and motherfucker, you got tools that I never thought, like, because, you know, when you fuck with corporate brands and rich people and shit like that, they don't have to think like that. You know what I'm saying? So your perspective becomes important because, like, damn, I wouldn't have never thought about it like that. Yeah, because you ain't in no situation. <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. then it becomes an asset. It becomes part of your... It be- Comes part of your 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 building, and it's like damn, and then you just take it from there. That's real. That yeah, is we, for real. Yeah, you just gotta remember it, remember it, remember it. You know, yeah. sometimes you could, you could forget. Sometimes you could just you know, and you know, honestly, what I also found out too is. I keep going back to, you know, COVID is just the context because what I mean by that, though, is this is just one layer, right? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the way you move is more ingrained than just what the context is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 It's behavior that you may have to change or may may have to address or may have to, you know, recognize, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to be like, 
nah, but it's COVID. You know what I'm saying? And then it's really fear. Mm-hmm. It's not COVID. COVID is COVID is what it's being described as at this moment, but it's it's truly fear. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like sometimes you gotta remind yourself, lie, keep going. You know, somebody sent me a, a a meme a while ago, but it was just like it was a story about uh this this uh this young girl driving with her father, and uh I guess she's like a new driver. And they driving, and it's like a crazy storm. It's like a downpour. It's crazy. You know, rain is coming, flooding, everything. And they driving, and she's getting nervous because she's a new driver, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's cars, you know, pulled to the side, parked to the side, kind of, you know, maybe waiting to storm out or whatever. And she's, like, looking at her father. Her father's like, just keep driving. Keep going. Just keep driving. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep going. Just keep, just keep driving. Keep, you know. And um, eventually they get to the other side of the storm, you know? And if you look back, it's all them cars that are still stuck there waiting for the storm to pass. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, it's like it's, it's moving. It's movement. It's, you know, not, no, not to make it extreme, but it's, it's, you know, like you said, don't fold up. And obviously sometimes it's easier said than done, but any move is better than no movement. You know what right. I'm saying? Just like, you know, just a few push-ups is better than no push-ups. Right. You know? So, man, do what you can. And you the more you do, the more you realize, well, like what they say, the more you do, the more you can do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it just starts to become kinetic and all of that. And, you know, honestly... For real, dog. Like you know, I, I I needed to hear all that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm talking to me right now. Right. But uh, yeah, dog. So uh, yeah. I mean, shit. They made a full uh, Zendaya, John David Washington, and Sam Levinson made a full movie in the midst of the COVID. Right. And, uh, look at that. Did you see that shit? We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I told you I saw it. I thought it was dope. But now that you saw it, talk to me. What you feel? Well, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I watched the shit, and okay. it was it was a it, it was it was it was tough on on some levels to watch. But I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. enjoyed what they did. You know what I mean? Um, and after it's over, after you really sit with yourself and think about the shit, right? it becomes like, damn, that might have been the perfect argument. You know what I'm saying? Now, it was a lot of toxic shit in it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of dart throwing, a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Trying to win, which would never play in real life. But this is not real life. So if you were to be able to have an argument where you could say the shit that is actually in your head... And not, right. you know what I'm saying? And not just the things that won't, you know what I mean, piss somebody off or offend or shit like that. Then, and each person will wait their turn to talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's what made it Hollywood, where, you know, the argument. <laughs> Round one. Yeah, Round two. Get, yeah. get to say they whole shit and you just listen. Mm-hmm. Take it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Eat all the hard shit that come with it. Then right. you get to take your time, figure out where you want to come back at, 
and then come yeah. back at it. See, that's that's the Hollywood of it, and that would have never that 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 shit would have been over. That movie would have been over in the first four minutes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> as soon as the nigga was saying, you know what I'm saying, you crazy, you psycho. That shit would have went off the rails. It wouldn't. You wouldn't have never been able to make another point in that fucking argument again. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, in real life, a nigga would have been like, man, you know what? I'm about to go to bed on your ass. Fuck all this. You know what I'm saying? Then you still be living with a lot of the shit. Like, a yeah. real relationship wouldn't have made it through that argument. But, if life was such that you could say all of the shit and still, you know what I'm saying, cuddle up with each other at the end of the night, then that would be it. But, yeah, that shit was wild, man. You know what I'm saying? As far as using the creativity of of the limitations that you have as a shooter and a filmmaker in COVID to create this storyline and 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 as much talking, you know, black people don't usually get movies where it's a lot of talking. We talked about that, like Mumblecore mm-hmm. and shit like that. We don't really get to do those that often. So, right. you know, the only thing that kind of threw me about the film is that probably because I knew the writer was not not black. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the the tone and the things that they were saying, you know. They didn't, you know, some of it didn't really resonate because it'd be like, man, nigga wouldn't have never said no shit like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you already know. But that's just when you're trying to put real life on a fictional scenario. Um, I see a lot of conversation about the way dude was eating the mac and cheese. You know what I'm saying? But I I understood why he was eating the mac and cheese that way. The nigga was high. How was he eating it? I I mean, he was upset eating it fast. No, he was, was, he, was he? he was drunk. Nigga, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? First of all, you go to a, a premiere. Ain't no food at a premiere. You might get some popcorn. And you probably don't want to eat. Probably right. don't want to eat right then. Yeah. Right, but but even even if you did want to eat, ain't really mm-hmm. a whole lot of eating in most premieres. You know what I mean? It's always. You might eat afterwards at an after party or something, but obviously they mm-hmm. ain't got no after party. You know what I'm saying? So came home, hungry <laughs> than a motherfucker, but he already, you know what I'm saying, had some drinks. You know what I'm saying? And he mm-hmm. was already feeling nice when he walked through the door. So, you know, she mad, chefed up some some mac and cheese. He was just slamming that shit. He wasn't thinking about, you know what I'm saying, trying to eat that shit politely. He was just slamming it. Which I understood that part, but you know, some people was like, "Why, why did he stir the mac and cheese before he started eating it?" If you know black people, we always stir what's up in a bowl. You know what I'm saying? You put some motherfucking cereal in the bowl. You got to dunk it a little bit to make sure all the cereal wet. You know what I'm saying? If it's a soup, you got to stir that shit up to make sure you're getting all of what's in the soup in every spoon. You know what I'm saying? So. So, you know, I was like, they 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 nitpicking over that type shit. And then they was like he was stabbing the 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 uh mac and cheese to get it on the fork. But that's how you do when you're drunk. You just do anything. You ain't trying to you ain't sensible about how you doing that shit. Yeah, that's a that's a that is a lot of scrutiny, but you know, that's all that's <laughs> part of criticism. I'm not even you know, look, that that's all of the discussion. I tell you this. Uh one, I would also argue that uh 
You stirring that macaroni and cheese because that's box macaroni right. and cheese. That's right. not even real macaroni and cheese. That's craft, which is, which, listen, uh, <laughs> up until probably college, craft was up there. It was one of my favorites. You know what I mean? Might even been better than, uh, you know, at at home macaroni and cheese, like real <laughs> macaroni and cheese because I was, I was a kid because right. in retrospect, I've tried it, you know, Especially at the top of the pandemic, I remember, you know, doing the, uh, doing the, yo, we might never be a civilization again, horde. And I was like, let me get a couple boxes of craft uh, macaroni and cheese just so I could revisit my youth. I did a lot of that. And I had one box of that and I was cool on it. It is not the move. Maybe you definitely got to be drunk and starving to totally appreciate that. But um, speaking to... The, because uh, I definitely see some criticism about it, and I've been, you know, I've been wanting to talk about it. You know, it's a a lot of things. Uh, it was stressful. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, <laughs> it, you know, it's stressful just to see that Real. joint. It's like it's a yeah, it's a it could it could trigger. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where you see it, you like oof, ah. But yeah, to your <laughs> point, it was very, it was very okay. You go, you know, check ball. Here you go. It was make it, take it. You know what I mean? If it was an argument, it was very all right. That's your shot. I bet. Watch this. It was a lot of that. So that that is to your point. That is the the movie making magic of it all. Um, but it was funny because. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I liked how it was shot. I liked the parameters in which it was shot. Again, it was shot in COVID. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was one location, and they had to do what they could do. You know, I said last week, I think, or maybe the week before, I'm a fan of those mumblecore films. When they're compelling, when they're well, when they're well written, you know, I just got a thing for bars anyway from Mm -hmm. doing comedy to loving hip-hop you know what i mean i just got to think for like the spoken word and not even like that that, you know i'm not really the biggest fan i could appreciate it when it's good but it could get bad terribly but i like when somebody has something to say and it said well you know like i like that when it's compelling and to you know Black people don't always see that in their films. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for this to happen, it's cool. The criticism, and it's all good. It should be a lot of criticism. I was in Clubhouse, um, I guess, on the night of, um, I guess, the, the night that it come out. And I seen some half-assed criticism that pissed me off. I had to leave the room. <laughs> like... And the reason I say it was half-assed criticism was because this woman was talking shit about the movie... But in and as she's talking shit, she said, "Well, you know, I only seen the first hour. I still ain't finished it. But this is what I think about the movie." And I'm like, "You didn't even watch the whole fucking movie, and you going in on it, and you like you making these pronouncements. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As though you got to the end." Right. So I was like, "Man, let me go ahead and get it because everybody else that was indulging, none of them had seen the movie." Right. So I'm like, "Yo, what kind of criticism is that? That's one." But then I seen. You know, a lot of, like, I seen a lot of uh, talk on the timeline, and I want to credit her, because she made a good point. Um, Kind of in your way of, you know, black people ain't going to argue like that. Um, what's her name? 
Dag, I forget. Uh, my homegirl, uh, she's Hello Mocha on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But um, she was talking about, amongst other people I've seen it, but you know, like, I think sometimes... I think the tweet that she had, she was like, you know, people, people say black people ain't a monolith, but they be monolithing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I like, and I, I felt that because there's probably some black people that argue like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure, like, I'm that sure could, it is. That, yeah. So, and the other thing is, you know, I've been seeing a lot and outside of what she tweeted, but you know, I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, I've seen a lot of the conversation was the white gays. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because Sam Levinson is is a white guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it kind of discounts the fact that in the process, you know, one, and I said this before, we talked about it, Zendaya put up a million to produce the film, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know if, I don't know if um, JDW threw some money in there, but I know he was also an EP on the film. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I said before, Sam and Zendaya kind of, you know, they got a nice little Primo and Guru, mm-hmm. Snoop and Dre type of chemistry. They building it, you know, right. between Euphoria and now this. Mm-hmm. So the process was, uh, I don't know, she called him and was like, yo, let's do something. And they started doing the thing. But as he wrote it, he would call her and read, yo, this is what I'm writing, which, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it was very collaborative. This is what it is. He would leave her on like cliffhangers mm-hmm. and she would, you know, kind of listen and feel the tone or whatever. And I'm sure in that dialogue, it was like, nah, I wouldn't say that. Or, you know, I wouldn't go like that. Or this is what I would like. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it was way more collaborative than people give it credit for because they right. see a white a white guy wrote it. So they right. figure this is a white guy's take on black people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he was an Esquire talking about it. He was like, you know, it was way more collaborative. And he was like, I would never take that. You know, and this is what he said in the article. But he was like, mm-hmm. I, would, <clears throat> I would never take that liberty to just assume that this is how black people are. You know right. what I mean? This is how a black couple would argue. You know, I'm not black, so I gotta, right. you know, I, I'm, these are my collaborators, so I'm making sure that all of this is vetted in real time as we're right. moving forward. You know what I'm saying? And right. to that point, everybody argue differently, black, white, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so you, like, you don't even, like, you. we've all been, well, we're not maybe in a wall, but, but you, you might have been in a situation where, you might have been out with friends that are in a relationship and they might get snippy. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see that they low-key going at each other a little bit. But, you know, it don't all the way blow up until argument. Sometimes you might blow all the way up until an argument in front of you. And you're like, damn, that was that was wild or right. that was different. You know what I mean? But um, it was just interesting. It was just, right. it was uh, it was something else to consider. You right. know what I'm saying? How it was done. Now, obviously, back to the whole, like the, you know, the the balanced soliloquies right. of it all and that, that was a little romantic right. <clears throat> but um you know black people are not a monolith no i'm not saying that all black people argue the same and i'm not saying that all people argue the same um i but it there is it's like watching dragons flying game of thrones you know what i'm saying it's okay this you know i'm gonna say my shit you're gonna say your shit i'm gonna say my shit and you know what i mean right 
that that part of it again yes you 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 have to respect that it's the art of it all but mm-hmm. and and even if it was collaborative and they worked all together and came up with the shit together it's still as a viewer you know what i'm saying that information knowing that you know what i mean it's like having uh DJ Vlad in the background of the interview. You know what I'm saying? You're watching. Mm-hmm. You only see Boosie. But then when you hear him coming, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's an outsider in the room. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I feel. And that's and it's not, that doesn't mean it's true. That doesn't mean that, you know what I mean, it, it, um, he was heavy-handed. It's just that white gaze is always just present as you're watching it. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, right. You know what I'm saying, and it and it, I can't say it took away or added to. I'm just saying that it's there, and mm. it it affects it affects the viewing experience for me. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, so that's all. It's yeah. like it's like in science, in science, right? In like quantum physics and shit, right? They say no. that. No, no, they don't say, say it like that because no, 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 All right, go ahead, keep no, going. Just, so I'm just breaking it all the way down to like the most, <laughs> the 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 smallest units of of life. Uh, okay, go ahead. They say that an atom could be in two places at one time, unless you're observing it. You know what I'm saying? So like when someone is outside observing it, it don't happen. You know what I'm saying? But through the mathematics and the science, they could prove that. It was in two places at one time, so is it's like even though you you it may have been a collaborative process. It's once you know it, once you know that there's that observation, it kind of in my, in my mind it's like it's always there. It's like every line is being considered because that's there. Right, but let me ask you this: Do you think that it's because <clears throat> you were aware of that? Like mm-hmm. you know, obviously. Most definitely. What it's yeah, because I think that has something to do with it. Cause also I do feel like outside of maybe Atlanta, maybe insecure, but not even insecure. Uh and I'm saying maybe Atlanta or Tyler Perry. Um I don't know many productions, and I can't I'm obviously I'm just speaking I'm I'm like I'm speaking on some uh what are they you know I'm like I'm not really I can't really say that I'm no, this, no. Is, this is you're, this you're is this right. is not you're, you're absolutely yeah right. there's always some there's white always people there. in the room oftentimes and yeah. they might not be credited but they're gonna give notes yeah. and they're gonna say hey how about that or whatever and it's based on the performance right if you believed it or if you didn't it's like seasoning. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, that was a little too much cumin in that chili. I ain't enjoy it. You know right. what I'm saying? Uh, like, oh, I ain't, you know. It, but go ahead. And see, for me, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not that it's not always there. It's always there. You know what I'm saying? If But, right. like, what I'm saying is a small critique, you know what I'm saying, of mm-hmm. a whole thing. Like, they, they made something that was masterful. You know what I'm saying? This is just like a, if I had to say something, that's what I'm saying. But that was because it's only two people. It's only one house. You know what I'm saying? It was like, who else is in this motherfucking house? And it was old Levenstein. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh-huh. he, he ain't here too. <laughs> but, <I'm hilarious. laughs> and I'm only saying that because I work in this thing, you know what I'm saying? And that gaze is there. 
You know what I'm saying? It's omnipresent. Right. And and a lot of times the product that you get is affected by a gaze that it was like, damn, that shit was dope until, you know what I'm saying? And it came with them notes. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's right, like, right, right, right. rare? That's okay. All right, fuck it. Let's just, you know what I'm saying? So again, yeah. it's not a major indictment of the film. I love the film. The film was great. It was but, uncomfortable. It did what the fuck it was supposed to do. It's right. just we on we on the in the conversation podcast with me and you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And if I'm saying, you know, part of what I thought about watching it was that. You know, okay, how much of this is is weighted, and you know, just you know, this is bullshit. It's a little shit that don't even really matter. But I just felt like I I would say it because that was something in my mind. Nah, it matters. This is in the conversation. That's what they listen for. And I'm and just to be clear, I'm not invalidating your criticism. I'm just asking you a question, following up on it. I look. You watched the entire movie. So with that said, I'm with it. Because you watched the entire movie. You ain't watched it to the middle. It was like, yo, this is how I felt about it, whatever, whatever. Even though that's valid too. But I'm going to still look at it sideways because you ain't even get to the end of it. But if you watch it, how you feel is valid. You know what I mean? It's it's all subjective. It's all to be be chewed on and everything like that. I enjoyed it. There's definitely definitely things that, you know, I haven't watched it again. You know what I mean? You know, I probably, if I replay it, I probably, you know, I might pick it apart a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I thought uh, from the first watching, I first watched, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. I thought it was dope. Again, I think also it had a lot to do with the fact of I was a fan of Euphoria, so I like to see that... um, like, that was the first time I, like, I think I've said this before. I never really knew much about Zendaya other than the fact that I think she was a Disney actress, which mm-hmm. I didn't see none of that stuff. So, like, I didn't know much about her as an actor until I saw Euphoria. And I was like, yo, she gets busy. And mm-hmm. then I seen her in this. I might have seen her in Spider-Man, which is kind of like a popcorn movie. So it's not a whole lot that you could do that's going to make me, like, oh, wow, that that's acting. You know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. I, liked, I liked her performance in this. I like... I like uh, John David Washington, you know, I think he's still, I don't think he's had the role to where, like, he's had some great looks, mm-hmm. like, he was cool in Tenet, but I didn't like Tenet like that, it was confusing as hell, but I respected the fact that it was confusing, and that they stood in that confusing shit, I, I don't know if I would ever watch it again, mm-hmm. um, Black Klansmen, it was cool, but it wasn't, you know what I mean? It was. A, I had a couple problems with it, but they weren't really based on him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I haven't seen nothing yet to say that to where he like all the way put his foot in it. I think he's an able actor. I think he's a dope actor, but I, I don't think he's had the material in my mind to where he could kind of all the way put it out there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't know if he's got a collaborator Similar to with with Zendaya and, and Levinson right. or whatever, so I felt that. But I also say this, just um, just moving off of the um, the energy of that, I'm definitely looking forward, and I've said this, this is the second week in a row. I'm definitely looking forward to Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Lucas brothers. I'm excited about that. I all I seen that they just put out the um. The uh the track list because now they you know the market has been crazy you know mm-hmm. what I mean but now they just threw the track list for the soundtrack an inspired soundtrack is what they calling it 
And there's a there's a record on there with Hove and Nipsey Hussle, which I'm excited to hear, amongst mm-hmm. other records. So, mm-hmm. you know. I, I've been hearing that's crazy right. too. But it's shit, man. It's been a it's been a hell of a season mm-hmm. for black uh stories. Yeah, I mean, you know? I think I think we we are catching up. I think I think the 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 studios are recognizing the strength, you know what I mean, of, of the, the black consumer. Um right. one one thing I would say about the joint and Zendaya specifically mm-hmm. is that you know, when you choose to do a project on your own outside of the shows that you're hired to do, then you put up a million dollars of your own money to do it. I I really fuck with the fact that she kept it in line with the shit that she's already doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. From like Euphoria and stuff. You know, a lot of people like to go off like, ah, I want to be typecast, da 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 da. But she doubled down on a character that she's already known for which can only help strengthen her brand because you, okay, you could, you already could accept that's what it is. And right. you know what I mean? So it's like, you're not trying to recreate the wheel. You're, 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 um, you're building on your brand equity. And so, and, mm-hmm. and then when it wins, then, you know, you could do other shit. You know what I mean? So right. I fucks with that. And then on, on, um, um, John David's performance, you know, I really fuck with it. I, I see his, like, I fuck with how his his voice, like, you know, brings his dad in at some point. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then right. I was like, I'm glad he looks like his mother so we wouldn't have to be forced on it every time you compare right. him to right. Denzel every time you see him. So right. so I think it all, it, it works well. I think he went in, he went, you know, shit. The nigga was out yeah. of breath half the movie. You know what I'm saying? He killed it. And, and for the record, just to go back on what I said, I do think this is, in my mind that I've seen from him, I think this is his best performance. Mm-hmm. He bodied, he bodied yeah, shit. He, like, yeah, when he, he did, did that. that whole crazy rant and all of that, like, yeah, he bodied it all. When he's out fencing, like, fake fencing. And, like, he was, <laughs> he was wild. He's taking it there. So, yeah, nah, they think they, they both rocked out. Like, it was, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, man. So, so, so as far as the performance and, and what they did, I think they created something special. Just even for the mass of people to watch that shit in black and white, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because a lot right. of people get, oh, I don't know, black and white. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? For them to mm-hmm. do something that's so compelling that people don't complain that it's in black and white, that right. was dope. You know what I'm saying? Right. To put. Yeah. Those characters, even though they weren't like rich characters or whatever, I like how they played why they were in the house that they were in. Mm-hmm. I love how they mm-hmm. did that. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you usually don't see black characters in that type of architecture and design. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And the way that they shot it played to the whole architecture of the of the house. And then the way they... they uh. They didn't come right out and say why they were in that house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you thinking, okay, damn, this how they living? Damn, how you doing that on a on a little <laughs> new director but budget? Right, right. And then you you find out. You know what I mean? So I like how they rolled that out. And you know, yeah. So they did their yeah, motherfucking man. thing, man. Yeah, no, nah, it was good. It was good, man. <clears throat> anyway, uh. Got anything else you want to chop it up about, or what you feeling? Man, I'm I'm good, man. 
Shit. All right, well, there you go. There you go. I feel good about this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very yeah, transparent on this books. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. I think so. You know. Uh, oh, man. I hope Gorilla Glue Girl, uh, I hope it all works out for her. I do want to say that. It man. will. And, and, yeah. I, I think, yeah. you know what I'm saying? She might be fucked up in her, her hair process for a minute. But yeah. I think her sharing her story and being transparent with her story yep. puts her in a a way better position. You know what I'm saying? You know her 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 GoFundMe has somebody started GoFundMe for it. that shit is performing well. Um, right. You know they you know the the audience on Twitter is taking Gorilla Glue to task. You know trying to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. So she got a lot of right. warriors on her side. Fighting for a yeah. cause, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they doing the surgery or the well the process, the procedure for free. There's a doctor that's gonna. Oh, they got. I didn't see it. that. Yeah, so supposedly it was cost twelve thousand dollars. The it's like a three day process mm-hmm. to uh, to help her, and the doctor's doing it. You know, on the arm. You know, mm-hmm. obviously it's gonna be a nice, nice little piece of uh, uh, publicity, but uh, I definitely appreciated the fact that you know like uh the response was a lot more tolerable like tolerant and respectful than you know because it could have easily went in the come on you know mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it could have been relegated to the oh you an idiot type of bag you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and it was a little bit more i think i think the transparency of the of her her video and the vulnerability putting it out there, like it made people say, "Yo, nah, that that you felt it." You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you really felt it. So yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that uh, I hope it all works out, and I think it is gonna work out. So yeah, that's what's up. That's and, what's up. Uh, yeah, I was gonna just. I'm not even gonna shout the cat out. I don't even want to talk about it. There's somebody, there's a cat out there, pandering in the pandemic. Some. Some clown ass dude trying to cancel Black History Month, and oh. he's black. But we ain't gonna get that man no real, no real. You know what I mean? I don't even want to get no he more might breath. Have a point somewhere, but you know, I ain't going to look for it per se. I ain't mm. see it, so shit. Yeah, I ain't feel the point. I ain't seen the points. Uh, but that's that's it, man. You got any last words you want to drop, or man, stay strong out here. You know what I'm saying? If you're going through it, just know that, you know, you got to keep moving. Never give up. Keep one foot in front of the other. I was in, in the fourth grade. We had a reading book. It was called Never mm-hmm. Give Up, right? And, you know, in the fourth grade, you, you, you know, you're not taking too much into the title of your book. You know what I'm saying? But for some reason, that particular title stuck with me, Never Give Up. It was a brown book. You know what I'm saying? It was all reading comprehension and shit. And so, you know, as I get got grown, I realized why it stuck with me. You know what I mean? Because you get in situations where you just be like, man, shit, I could quit. But nah, keep moving. Keep it moving. Keep thinking. Keep praying or whatever you do to, to get your, your mentals together or your faith together. And um, shit, you will come through the shit. You know what I'm saying? Or... You will die. And there you go. And we all gonna do that. So 
You might as well keep going until you do. Yeah, and while you're alive, wear a mask. <laughs> and, uh, you know, until yeah. then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. <laughs>